Alright guys, welcome to episode 104 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we talk about Top Gun Maverick again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talk about Forrest Gump 2. We talk about <laughs> Crimes of the Future. We talk about The Days of Our Lives, CW edition. Uh, <laughs> Flight Attendant Season 2. Um, we touch uh. briefly on some PlayStation shows getting made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we touch on two big reveals from State of Play, which were the Resident Evil 4 remake and the mm-hmm. Street Fighter 6 trailer. Yep. But first. So as usual, um, mm-hmm. let's start with uh, what we've been watching. Yep. And uh, I'll start with mine, <laughs> which okay. is to say I haven't really watched much of anything. Um, the only thing I have watched uh, really is on my lunch break, I've been watching um, last week tonight. Uh, with oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So, so uh, I mean... There was a new episode this past Sunday, I think, mm-hmm. and then, um, but before that, there was like I guess they were on a little like season break or whatever. Yeah, or they um, break. yeah they didn't have an episode on Memorial Day that weekend. Oh, okay, um, so I've just been going back and watching some older ones, uh, just because it's something to watch that's like short and quick and very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really all I've been watching. I watched one on. Um, Subway, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. I watched one on Utilities, which uh, North Carolina made a special appearance. You know, mm-hmm. I really feel like we probably show up in these a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in a generally uh, negative light. Yeah, yeah it was um, like, um, it was actually somebody, I don't think it was somebody I follow. Their article, it was somebody who writes for Indie Weekly. Or Indie Week? It's like a local newspaper here for Durham. And Raleigh, okay. and then they tweeted, they were like, you know, I remember writing this article seven years ago, and then it showed up on my TV Sunday <laughs> night. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then uh, the most recent one was, you know, of course, on uh, school shootings, but, mm-hmm. um, and the impact of police in schools. But uh, either way, uh, without going in depth into any of those topics, um, it's it's always striking to me how, like... All right, the weird thing is is that he hits, like, I feel like generally kind of basic points, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, he he mentions the things I would say, but the thing is, is he very uh, succinctly, uh, succinct, succinctly mm-hmm. um, and comprehensively will cover each of those points in, like, three or four minutes and like it it, it's it's really it's really like great to watch because of that but also it's like kind of crazy how well they can distill down and then give you like actual like here's actual data here's actual stories of what happened here's you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like like you may think this but here's these all this information that shows that that doesn't work so what about this like and it's it's 
they move through all the he moves through all the points so quickly, mm-hmm. um, but without doing like, for lack of a better example here, without doing like the Ben Shapiro thing where he just fucking talks so fast that you like can't point out where he's wrong the eight times he's wrong. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like Ben Shapiro will say ten things, eight of them will be wrong, but like I don't have time. Yeah. He's like, break this down is your why women shouldn't be working in the, in the workforce. Women shouldn't be working in the workforce because <laughs> they're going to menstruate everywhere. Women yeah, exactly. But then he gets like four more. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just like I don't have the time to fuck with all this. But yeah. So so he 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 does he has to make his points quickly or else you can't in a thirty minute show that has multiple segments. Um, you'll never really get across a point if you don't go through them quickly. But mm-hmm. um, I, whatever. I, I don't, you know, I, I guess I really don't know how involved, um, I mean, I'm sure he's involved, but like, between him, whatever writers they have on the show, whatever producers they have on the show, like, they are all extremely efficient, and they do their job so well to be able to get across something. Yeah. Like, like each, so he does like a couple short little things at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then he'll do like... 10 to 15 minutes on a on a main topic and then one last little thing. Mm-hmm. And so in that 10 to 15 minutes, you know, half of your short already short 30 minute show, like to to get that good of a breakdown of everything that's happening is always like very um surprising to me. So I guess that's all yeah. I wanted to go with uh on that. No, yeah, yeah, and I think I'm, I'm sure at this point, I think this is their seventh season, seventh or eighth season, so they pretty much got it down to a science. And what I always, um, I think what I'm sure makes it easy for them is that, you know, they have, like, a good core, but then also they always sort of map it out before they even get into it. You know, you always, you know, start, like, today we're going to talk about yep. Skittles, right? And then he gives, like, a little bit of info, and then he goes, oh, yeah. so the main story is going to be, you know, what Skittles are, how they came to be, and what we can do about them, right? So he always chops it down into, like, the nice little easy thing you can follow, like, boom, 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 like, sort of like bullet points, but like you said, always manages to pack every bullet point very tightly with, like, as much stuff as possible, right? Right. Um, yeah. Um, so, I was going to say something else about it, and I just forgot about it. But yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, so that's all, uh, all, uh, you know, all I've been watching, um... Show's great, but again, it's like 30 minutes on like, you know, recent topics. So I can't really go too much into any one episode or, or one topic that I've watched. But uh, yeah, really solid. Um, I, I guess I would recommend it to anybody. Like it's it's very, like I said, it's it's comprehensive. It's fun. It's not boring. Um, there, he, you know, he, he's great at sliding in comedy where he can to, to keep things... Um, Interesting and entertaining while also giving you actual information. So, um, mm-hmm. definitely uh, one of my favorite shorts. I think uh, more so than really anything else, uh, and this this is like kind of unfortunate, I think. But like, I think his show was kind of what I missed from the Daily Show, mm. uh, which is mm-hmm. you know kind of unfortunate in that the Daily Show is still running. Um, but like it's it just was certainly a different monster, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Back when John Stewart was hosting, so um, that's it. But yeah, it's very good. Definitely would recommend anybody that's interested. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've been watching it, you know, every week for I mean, 
like pretty much the whole run, seven or eight years now, right? Like I remember, yeah. I mentioned on here before that you know I I started him because I liked him from the Daily Show, and then mm-hmm. I, he started the show, and I was like, let me get a chance, you know, it's on HBO, we'll see what's up, right? And yeah. then um, when it started, I was like, wow, like this is actually like really good, right? Like it's like mm-hmm. genuine, like you know, I think the like first few topics were like very basic, like prisons, what is that, right? Or like. You know, utility, like taxes, what are that? How does that work, right? Yeah. And I remember being like, wow, like this is like actual, like in depth level stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> one it's of the, one of the things I also, I guess, uh, one of the things it has and does ex- extremely well, like, and I guess, I don't know, like, one of the things it does that, that the Daily Show didn't, and I have to imagine a certain amount of this is related to being on HBO. Uh, with probably a larger budget than Comedy Central had. Um, I love the, like, real-world projects they do. Um, oh, yes, yeah. Like, every time one of those happens, it's always amazing. And, and I haven't I haven't come across an episode with one yet. Yeah. Yeah. But the most recent one, uh, he, it, he ends it, and there's, like, he talks about a piece of, like, street artwork that's been vandalized, and it's, like, mm-hmm. the hideous mm-hmm. banana, right? And yeah, he's, yeah. like... Just the end, he's like, all right, like, if you send us this banana, we will give you, like, he was like, we'll buy it for $1,000, we'll donate $10,000 to a, a local food bank, we'll donate, and this is the part that killed me, he's like, we'll, we'll donate $5,000, he actually mentions this beforehand, but he's like, we'll donate $5,000 to the John Oliver Koala Chlamydia, like, Oh, yeah, for the something. Russell Crowe thing. Yeah, and so I had never seen the Russell Crowe one, but, like, and it would probably be better if I had seen that one. But what kills me is he goes, like, you know, the Russell Crowe, Koala, like, it's a whole thing. It made sense at the time. Don't worry about yeah. it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, that's what I was going to say. You know, I was like, I, there was something I was going to say. That's what it was. It was that um, I like that unlike most shows, even new shows or just regular show shows, you always, he always shows you, like, a peek behind the curtain. You know, mm-hmm. he'll be like, you know, and he'll be like, blah, 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 blah. But in researching this episode, we found out, you know, like, we had, like, ten interns realize that you could do that, right? Like, he'll be like, or he'll be like, you know, you could order Subway, you know, in 30 minutes, and I could get it from, like, oh, three yeah, different yeah. locations. Yeah, you're like, right. I know it because we tried it, and we got, like, you know, Subway from he all pulls them. out, like, the ten Subway subs yeah. all within a block of each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I remember there was a big one about, uh, like... I remember there being a lot, like a lot of, uh, it's weird. I don't want to say commotion, but I also don't know if hype's the right word, but a lot of like talking about, um, I believe he bought a bunch of like medical debt for super cheap and then just relieved everybody that like they bought the medical debt from. Um, mm, yes, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing about that one when it happened and being like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's nuts. And also awesome. Like how often do you get like a show just trying to make what a lot of people would consider to be a political point. You know what I mean? Like, th- that still, like, directly affects, like, individual people's lives like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's really mm-hmm. impressive to see it done so well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, last week with... Uh, last week with John Oliver, HBO Max, there's a million seasons it's been on for forever, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. You um, can easily rip off, like... Christ, I mean, they probably do, like... 30 or 40 episodes of a year. 
Set like 140 episodes, maybe definitely more than 100. And each yeah. is about a half hour, so you, you got yeah. If you wanted to start it, I mean, you could easily start back then because unfortunately, the problems are still going on for the most part. So, <laughs> right. yeah, I imagine if you started fucking season one, you're like, all right, this is weird, this is all still relevant. Yeah, yeah, 2014, this was almost 10 years ago. What, yeah, it's I had that moment. I mean, it's all right, so it's kind of funny because, um. I had a, I found a video on YouTube, uh, amongst all the Roe v. Roe v. Wade stuff, uh, like about like, uh, or it was a stand-up clip of George Carlin and he's talking about it. Um, and it's like all the same points being made, all the same ideas, all the same reasons. And like, I remember sending it to my dad and being like, this shit's from like, 20 something 30 something years ago like why is this all still correct like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, how is this relevant still um and he was like yeah no it's really ridiculous and then i saw that they're making a george carlin documentary and i was like okay (laughs) i was just gonna say i was like i've been meaning to watch that one because i've heard great things about it and i actually had both uh episodes on my phone like downloaded for a trip and i just kind of didn't get a chance to watch it but i gotta watch I'll be on a plane tomorrow and Monday, so I should probably, like, make an effort to to watch it. Because I've heard great, yeah. great things about it. I probably it. should, too. Um, I didn't realize it was already out. I had just seen advertisements for it. But that will definitely be on my list at some point. All right. Cool, cool. Yep. So, all right, so let's start, uh, or let's talk about some things that you've been watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I have uh, three things this week. Um, a show, a movie, and a rewatch. So I'll start okay. with the rewatch real quick just to get it out of the way. Um, I rewatched uh, Top Gun Maverick. I went for the third time uh, <laughs> this past weekend. Um, so I was home on Friday. I went home to visit my parents in Ashboro. Mm-hmm. And my mom had mentioned we were getting coffee. We went to Dunkin' Donuts and we were getting coffee. And she was like, I saw this movie on Netflix. It was really, really good. It was called like RRR or something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I've been seeing all about it on Twitter. Like it, it's like super popular and stuff. And I completely missed it when it was on in theaters. And like she was like, yeah, it was so good. It was like three hours long, but like your dad and I loved it. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And so then I was thinking about it. And I was like, oh, you know, I should show her the trailer for Top Gun because it's like another action movie. Mm-hmm. And so I went, we got home and I was like, Mike, put the trailer for I'm for Top Gun Maverick on from YouTube, right? And so mm-hmm. he puts it on. And then by the end of the day, I was like, oh, by, the, by the time it ended, I was like, God damn, that's a great movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I kind of want to see it again. But I was like, my plan was always just that I was going to buy the, the 4K disc, you know, in a couple months. They were going to come up, and I would just put it on for them that way. Yeah. And so then I was like, oh, man, that could be really good. And so then the next day, um, Cindy and I were getting ready to go out, um, and she was, like, almost done. And I was thinking I was on the couch. I was like, what if we just went tomorrow? Like, they could come up, and we could go see him. And so then I was like, Sydney, like, would you want to go? And she was like, yeah, I'd go a third time. I was like, all right, cool. So then I called my parents and I was like, hey, like, would you guys want to come up tomorrow? Like, up here to Durham? Like, would that be cool? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And so I just went ahead and got us tickets (laughs) (laughs) to Top Gun Maverick and IMAX again. Um, And so I was talking about, like, the experience itself. Like, so when I went to buy the tickets, like, literally almost all of the good tickets were sold out. Um... And then by the time that we got there, I had I had to return uh, Sydney's ticket because she couldn't make it. But when I went to return hers, you know, you can see which seats are left. And literally all of them except for like five or six were on the edges were taken. Like sold out. 
<laughs> like second week, like sold sold out, and I think that auditorium holds like four hundred people, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so it was like completely sold out, which I'd never seen before, especially on the second week. Um, and the crowd reaction was surprisingly lively again. Um, <laughs> I'd never been to, you know, I, I was telling Sydney as we were coming out, I was texting her, I was like, the crowd was really lively, lively again. Like usually, like you know, like the nerds show up opening night and they're the ones that fucking like you know Go cheer and clap and stuff, yeah. And then by Sunday, it's pretty much died down. Um, but this was Sunday of week two, and there was, like, cheering and clapping, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is nuts. What is this movie? <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, what is, like, I was like, what the fuck? And so then, um, I came, as I was coming out, I saw an article um, from Forbes, from Scott Mendelson, who does the box office stuff that I really like. And he, you know, he was like, it opened, it was number one again, $90 million weekend. You know, it was, like, the, the best drop for a movie, like, percentage-wise, for a movie that opened over a hundred million dollars, like it only mm-hmm. dropped like I think twenty nine percent, which is ungodly. Like not even movies that opened like twenty percent or twenty million drop like that. Um, but anyway, so the movie itself still awesome, still great, and it just it just moves, man. Like it just clicks clips along. So even if on a scene where I'm like, well, this, you know, I remember this scene; it's a little slow. Before you know it, you're in like another thrilling sequence or like another action scene. It pretty much just like an, it does a really great pitter patter of. Giving you like action scene, dramatic scene with characters you care about, like a little bit of world building, action scene, dramatic, right? And then of course it, it culminates in that fantastic, fantastic last thirty minutes. Um, and my parents loved it. My mom, my mom did say she thought it was a little too loud because we went to see it in IMAX, so like shit's all <laughs> the way up there. Yeah, um, but they both really liked it. They were like, that was you know it was awesome, especially they were like it's that kind of stuff that you know your your hands get a little sweaty from like the action. Right. I was like, I know it's it's a uh, it's pretty great, yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, Top Gun Maverick. I don't Real know quick. if I'll go see it. A f- oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. I was saying, I was. I don't know if I'll see it a fourth time. Um, it would have to be you know with somebody who hasn't seen it, or if they're like you know if if, if you know my brother wants to come up, or maybe some friends who haven't seen it in IMAX. You know, if if they take it away IMAX, and in like two or three weeks they're like it's back by popular demand, I might go see it a fourth time. Right. Um, but that would that would tie the record for me for most times seeing a movie in theaters. Um, All right, so so, yeah. so here's the thing: ever, ever, ever in a million years, would you have said that a Top Gun sequel will do this well? Oh my God, no, no, and, and right. that was crazy. I was telling Sydney, I was like, never. So I I knew I had heard rumblings about them filming it this way, and so I was like, ooh, it's going to be a very especially from seeing the trailers. I was like, ooh. You know, even if the story's shitty, we'll get some act- good action sequences out of it. It'll look really nice in IMAX because they, like, filmed it, right? When I heard that, I was like, oh, you know what? That, that, that sounds good, right? And, mm-hmm. and if you would have told me ever it opened to $90 million, I would have said, that is insane. That's insanely high. I'm thinking, like, 50 maybe 40 right? Like, you know, right. action, you know, junkies come out. I would have never thought it would be received like this. Never. This is, like, best case scenario for any kind of sequel. All right. So, with that being said, is there just it's a quick like quick little thought experiment? We may not even mm-hmm. have an answer very quickly, but can you even come up with another idea for like something like this? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that this has happened? Like, no, this no, no. Like, all right, we're gonna do the Hollywood thing, which is that like there's gonna be a million studios that see this happen and they're like, fuck. Oh, what's yes. the thing oh, that yeah. we can remake? Like, so, like, are, is there any other project in your brain where you're like, we could do a new one of those? Like, 
here's an old fucking movie that was super beloved. We're gonna make the sequel and get like, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, like I, I really, I can't even imagine. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I can't even. The think closest of thing I can think 80s. of. Yeah, the closest thing I can think of doesn't even work because one, it's not one or like the original quote unquote isn't one movie. It's a bunch of them, but like, and it didn't even do that well. But like, either. Let's see, uh, Rocky Balboa or Creed, like that. I like Rocky was super popular, and so getting mm-hmm. like a new Rocky after so long was like, oh shit! Like this is kind of like crazy, you know what I mean? Like and uh, Rambo, same kind of thing. But like even still, those didn't have the same kind of fucking. <laughs> right, and those right. were like super huge things, right? Like those characters were like widely beloved you know what i mean like nobody dislikes rocky yeah like and even like the new rocky movie it's like it didn't do that well um so i'm trying to think of like what is even remotely i'm trying to think of something that's like that popular in pop culture that is from the 80s or you know early 90s that you could look back and say wow i can't believe they never never made a sequel to that because everything else they've already done, right? I think yeah. this is like the last thing. Yeah, they had to make say. a fucking Castaway sequel or a fucking Forrest Gump sequel. Yeah, like, I, so like Forrest my, Gump sequel, like my a head, fantastic Forrest Gump sequel. Maybe? My head, my head went to the fact that like the original Top Gun, you know, had a very strong leading man in Tom Cruise, and mm-hmm. that uh, you know, not to say Tom Cruise's public profile is like fucking a plus clean, but like. He still has that pull even now. It's like in my head, I was trying to go back. Like, what are the giant actors from back then that still have like a really strong pull? And I was like, Tom Hanks probably. And so that's why I went to like Forrest Gump or uh, <laughs> the fucking Castaway. But like... maybe, maybe something like um, what's it called? The movie with um. Eddie Murphy. Like a Beverly Hills cop, maybe? Maybe? Alright, hold on. You may be honest with Because <laughs> as horrible... If you, go watch, if you go back and watch Beverly Hills Cop, there's a lot of shit that didn't age that great. But, <laughs> with that being said... I mean, that movie was huge right, when it came out. Just... You know, like, audiences loved it and Eddie Murphy as that guy. Mm-hmm. Um... So that, you know, that's not a, that's a pretty good one, actually. Like, we need to pitch really? it. We need to write Beverly Hills Cop, what, four? Or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but we need to be, write it and then pitch it. <laughs> yeah, but, the, but even then, you know, it's crazy because I, I know one was huge, two was still pretty popular, and they made three, and that one didn't do that well. But that yeah. one, I think number three was PG-13, so I think that, but even that, right, they had, like, sequels to it. Yeah. And this is one that's been kind of untouched somehow, right, right over the last whatever. And it's kind of what I said to you when we were talking about it. You know, originally, before even came out, where I was like, you know, this is one where, you know, it's not a sequel that's been, you know, that's, that doesn't feel like a cheap money grab because he's actually Right, involved, it's not a bunch right? of new guys as, like, like I, I get, the movie's not about a bunch of new guys to, to take the place and start right. a Right, it's franchise. not a remake, right? Like, yeah, like, this isn't Iceman, and it's fucking Dylan O'Brien or some shit. Like, it's, <laughs> right. It's, it's the same thing. Um, but yeah, I think this is like a one of one and like, you're totally right. Like it's pretty much like, I don't want to say it's a lightning in a bottle because it's a proven commodity, a proven IP with the you know, top gun and you know, people love the, the quotes, like, you know, always be my wingman and the, the songs and stuff has been parodied and stuff. And Tom Cruise is still, you know, Tom Cruise, even though he's not as big of a pull as he once was. But I do think 
it's clo- it's as close to like a lightning in a bottle as something like Pirates of the Caribbean or Titanic or even Avatar is, or even Avengers One, right? It's like as close. It's like one of those like every four or five years, like I said, at this point almost ten years, where a movie comes along and everything lines up perfectly. I guess the last one I would say where everything lined up perfectly for it was The Force Awakens, the first mm-hmm. Star Wars um, sequel. Um, where like you know it was like just enough time between the old one there really wasn't anything and then of course now it's it was the highest grossing movie like ever 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 yeah or it still is right and i don't think it'll ever be dethroned um so yeah i mean this is like one of those and it's awesome to see right because it's awesome that it's like this and it wasn't just eh, it was good yeah yeah had some good action sequence too much right. cg anyway on to <laughs> right jurassic world yeah, yeah so yeah the Jurassic. you know that's that's like Another good example, though, because the... Alright, so I've never seen any of the Jurassic Park movies. Like, not a single one. Um, so, how many came out, like, uh, when it first came out? I know that sounds stupid. Because like, um, that, like, so, original franchise idea, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, how many of those came out? So, it was uh, one in 93, the first one. And then the sequel in 97. And then number three in 2001. Okay. So it's what, four years between each one of them? Yeah, four yep. years. And then a large gap, and then yes. you had... 14 the, years. Okay, and then you had the first one with Chris Pratt. Yes, yeah, now, Jurassic World in 2015, and then Fallen Kingdom in 2019. Okay, so that's another... That's probably... I, I mean, it's it doesn't seem like it's Top Gun, but like that's if I'm not mistaken, that's a pretty solid one, right? Because I, like, yes. I feel like the weird thing is that the Fallen Kingdom and... Maybe the one that's coming out now. Um, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of like. I don't know. I feel like I hear a lot of people be like, I don't, I don't know. But like, it's still just like doing buku dollars, right? Yeah. Like, well, what, like, it's still what, just raking in cash, even though people are like, I don't know about this. <laughs> well, it's so interesting because it's it's interesting you say that because so I was talking to Sydney in the car the other day and I was like it is interesting how big these Jurassic World movies are because you sort of forget about them as like a person who's like online or a movie person right. and because you know, the, the fucking Jurassic World opened to 207 million broke the record right and by the time right. it was done I think it was the third or second highest grossing movie like ever in 2015 mm-hmm. and um, she was like yeah that's really interesting like you know I, I liked them but I didn't love them and I you know and I was like, I know, like, I think most people just kind of, like, go to them for some reason. And then I went, I was listening to a podcast where um, the box office dude was saying the same thing. He was like, you know, us on, on, you know, just because nobody writes or does, you know, 15-minute YouTube videos about the Easter eggs, about Jurassic World or whatever, it, it's kind of under the radar. It's kind of like this franchise that's sort of forgotten by, like, film Twitter, but, you know, the layperson loves going to see them, right? They mm-hmm. love dinosaurs. Um, so I, I think you're right. I think it is very interesting. It's kind of forgotten as this sort of mega IP, but nobody writes articles about them, right? Nobody writes videos. There's no conventions about them. They just kind of exist. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that like all the money? Bro, there are more new videos about the original Jurassic Park movie than any of the Jurassic World movies. Like, like, mm-hmm. like people still talk about those more than these, and these yeah. are still killing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think for, for your thought experiment, it would pretty much be something like. So it, it's very interesting because. So it would be like a sequel to All right, you Indiana know Jones actually, without any yeah. other sequels. It would be like a sequel. Oh, sorry. 
Sorry, the, it just popped into my head. You know it would have competed. You know it would have absolutely competed. It, like, but uh, there was one fatal flaw. Independence Day two. That yes. if they'd have mm-hmm. brought, if they'd have been able to get Will Smith, that yes. would have been. And if the movie had been com- actually good or even average, that movie right. is ass. But yes, that, that yes, I think that yeah, I think you're right because what I was gonna, I was just about to say is that you know it's like if they did a sequel to like. Indiana Jones or Jurassic Park without any of the other sequels and this is the first one except those movies are actually like masterpieces whereas the first Top Gun is not very good yeah and the I, thing is is that there, you have to you can't see that's the thing right is in my head I was like uh, Forrest Gump but like uh, Forrest Gump is too risky like it's it's too risky to touch because if it doesn't do like if it's not perfect people are gonna shit on it you know what i mean like yes yes the original and even is the first too good right and the first forest gump is is like pretty great i mean i like right. it so um, but independence yeah. day while i think it's a perfectly fine and fun movie it's definitely not like a great movie like, right you right, can exactly. really you're take liberties with your first one you know what i mean like as you're making the sequel you can take some liberties do some things get a little you know what i mean get a little creative with it and no one's gonna look at you funny so that would have been the best one if, if and I, if I'm not mistaken, you said they had like a full script and then Will Smith backed out and they were like, well, like, yeah, they were like facts. developing it. They were deep into pre-production, like, you know, pretty much like the movie was shaping up and he was like, I'm going to go do not this. I'm going to go do some <laughs> shit that's going to bomb or something. Right. Right. So that would be a good one. There's there's not really anything else. Maybe I, like a sequel to Men in Black if you hadn't made Men in Black two and three. Basically, and, all of these are just scenarios where you think of a beloved movie where somebody broke out and you're like, holy shit, this is a movie star. But they've already done sequels to it, right? Mm-hmm. But even and still, those would work. Like that would work. But, but it, yeah, and then but like Men in Black International was terrible. Uh, or I take that back. I don't actually know if it was terrible, but it did not. It was terrible. Okay, I did not feel like it got great reviews. I, no, it I was never went to dude. see it. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I'm usually pretty I'm I'm but I would I would say I'm more forgiving toward movies than most people, but like Resurgence was ass and then International was ass. They like, tried to do it with The Matrix, uh which I feel like was eh, about mixed. as about as hmm, It was like the best you could hope for for something that wasn't lightning in a bottle i feel you know what i mean like or like something that wasn't like absolutely great like i feel like for a movie that turned out to be maybe just good for a franchise that well known and that storied like i'm surprised there wasn't more backlash on that one you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that that seems like one i could have seen fans very easily just being like yo fuck this like <laughs> but they didn't um, even though it was only just good. And realistically, that might just be because everyone, and I mean everyone, loves Keanu Reeves. Yeah. But even then, he did a legacy sequel with, well, I guess, I think it was during COVID, but he did a legacy sequel for, um, what's that movie with the, the rocker? Uh, Bill and Ted, right? He did Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And even, I mean, I, I think I think if it would have come in, in theaters, I think it would have been more popular, because I've heard good things. But... Even that, like, was, like, not huge. You know, people were like, that was fine, right? So, it, it, this is, like, like it's like I said, it's not a lightning in a bottle, but it's definitely something where I don't see the, the, the stars aligning for something like this probably ever. Where the original movie is beloved, but not great. They somehow miraculously haven't made a sequel in 36 years. And then also the <laughs> sequel is, like, like, a crowd-pleasing, like, fantastic movie. Like, it basically has to hit all of those 
and 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 also the main actor has to still be making action movies, right? So you just have to thread this That's needle <laughs> that like you have to hit all these hoops at the exact same time. And also come at and, and, and here's another hoop: come at a time when I would say most quote quote adult moviegoers find themselves surrounded either by Marvel shit or by dramas. There's no like actual like action movies for without fantastical characters, right? Right. Yeah, I see that a hundred percent. Yeah, this is wild. I, I didn't really mean to derail that much with this, but it was just like, I keep seeing how well Tao comes to it, and I'm just like, the weird, all right, here's the thing. It, this is going to sound like I'm being a hater. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get what happened. Like, having never seen the first one, having not seen the second one, and not that I don't, I'm not, like, against seeing them. I kind of want to. It's just, you know, like, this isn't one that I feel like I would go very out of my way to see. I'm just like, how is this movie doing this? Like, what is, like, 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 what is the magic here that I, <laughs> you know what I mean? If I was every other Hollywood studio, I'd be like, why is this working? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, like, what do we need to do this? And they'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I totally, dude, I, I know you said, you know, that this probably isn't one that you would go out of your way, but I, I kind of, would say that you like i would totally 100 percent recommend it i think it's it's lean it's two hours the action's great you don't need to watch top gun the first one and you like i, I promise like you at least come out of it being like that was a great time like i saw some stuff that i've never seen in like an action movie before at least not clearly like that because okay. I, I listened to a podcast where they were talking about them re-watching the first top gun and then they were like they're like you know it's a good product of its time it's fine but holy shit, like, you couldn't tell what was going on in those action scenes. They pretty much just got B-roll of planes and then just chopped it up together <laughs> to make some sort of sense of it, right? And yeah. I feel like that's this is the complete opposite, where every single shot, you know exactly where the planes are, which, I, and that's another thing, is that for me, I was always like, you know, I, I feel like anytime you have things with, like, fighter planes, it's always, like, not great because they just go so fast you can't really film them and then if you end up doing them cg it just doesn't look as good it doesn't look mm -hmm. real and then for this one like you can know exactly what they're doing it looks like clean there's no shaky cam it, it like you know the geography the whole way um it's it's really like like i said you know last week um and then rewatching it now it's like it's it's just a feat of like somebody it's pretty much it's kind of like tom cruise the characters that he plays he's, he's just super competent in both yeah. the mission impossible movies and these it's just like that, except on filmmaking. Just motherfuckers that know how to do the job. They're not trying to, you know, rediscover the globe or whatever the fuck. They're not trying to reinvent the wheel. They're just, mm -hmm. like, going. They're like, all right, you see this goal of making the best action movie you can make? And they fucking drill it every time. Yeah. So, anyways, that Top Gun Maverick. I, yeah, it's Top Gun Maverick for the third one. wild thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, what else have you watched? Yeah, so this week I also saw, um, I'll go through these really quickly, because I think we're about like a half hour, <laughs> we yeah, spent right. so much time on Top Gun. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, Crimes of the Future, which okay. is the new David, uh, um, David Cronenberg, David? Right? David Cronenberg? That I sounds think? right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's like when you, when you, see, you know, when you say the word and it sounds like, you know, towel? Towel. <laughs> towel. <laughs> it's like that. Um, it's a, uh, David Cronenberg's new movie, where it's like, um, he's going back to doing body horror, he hasn't done a movie in a long time. 
Um, and he, you know, sort of became popular in the 80s for doing these like gross out, not gross out, because that sort of cheapens it, but these like um, movies that focused on, on on the body and like the horror that comes with the body, like The Fly, right? Like him transforming into The Fly. I've never... And a few other ones. I've never seen any of his movies, I don't think, but I feel mm-hmm. like I heard um, a lot about one of his movies called Crash. Um, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So just like, yeah, like weirdos. Very divisive. Uh, yeah. So the movie crashes like people like to get into car crashes and then have sex right after. They get turned on by car crashes. Yeah. So cool. yeah, it's just like weirdos. And so this is another one people kept saying like he's back. You know, he's gonna do another one. And I was like, okay. So I've seen The Fly and I've I've known enough about the other ones like Video Drone and like I've seen the scenes from it. And like I would go check it out. And I was expecting to see something like uh, Men from a couple weeks ago where I said you know. It looks clean, it goes for a metaphor, and it just fucking crashes, like, straight head first into it, and you get some shit you've never seen before, right? Mm -hmm. And this one, unfortunately, was not that. I was disappointed in this. I did not like it. I I mean, I don't know. It just felt, like, fully, like, half-baked, right? It was, like, it wasn't fleshed out. It was just, like... So, basically, the plot is that Viggo Mortensen plays this guy in the future where like people stop feeling pain but then they also start start growing like organs in their bodies and so it's it's about like humans evolving into something beyond humans and stuff which okay. sounds pretty cool but it's just done like so like boringly and then Viggo Mortensen he plays this guy who's like in pain all the time because he's growing organs and so he kind of just he's like in almost every scene and but he also gives this just annoying i'm gonna say annoying performance even though it's kind of mean because he just kind of like he's like (coughs) just like that (laughs) and like twitching and like coughing because he's sick but he's i'm like oh my god clear your throat but of course you know that's the point is that he's like (coughs) it's it's so funny because all i can think about there's a game (laughs) there's a game called Dying Light, and I'm sure you've heard of it. Have you ever played it? Yeah, I think I've seen it, yeah. Okay, well, I don't know why this made me think of this. But, like, me and one of my friends that play this game, like, we make this, like, there's a sound in this game that we started making fun of, and it has now, like, 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 grown into its own, like, inside joke, which is that if I can't remember exactly how it works in Dying Light, but either it's when you're hurt or I feel like there's a there might be a mechanic in Dying Light where you can like rub like uh, like, like zombie blood on yourself so you're not like noticeable for a minute. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if I like the sound the guy makes, he like as he's either putting the blood on or getting hurt. I can't remember exactly what it is, but he's like. And so like now, anytime any of us get hurt, like anytime we're playing any game, like. I could be playing WWE, and if he's like, why, like if we're just talking, or like he sees like somebody gets slammed, he'll be like, bleh, bleh, bleh. and so like that's, 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 that's like what it. he sounds like. He's I like know. walking through it, just a fucking. Uh, and so it's, you saying that reminded me of that. It's, like, you, you, it's gonna turn into like I'm gonna watch the movie. He's gonna be like, and I'm just gonna do it. Like, I'm gonna be in the theater, just like, bleh, bleh. and people are gonna be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, and everybody was like, oh my god, people walked out at con because of the gore. And I, after I watched it, I was like, people motherfuckers probably walked out because it's not good, all right? <laughs> like, yeah. And Kristen Stewart is good in it. She gives, like, this weird, like, um, who who would she be like? Like, 
weaselly performance. He's like, like, like just like small, like this like bureaucratic rat, like yeah. just sort of like, and she's great. Um, and even Vigo, I mean, it's a good performance that I found annoying, right? So, right. That's um, but yeah, disappointing. Skip this one. Um, I felt it felt weird because I was I was like. So this is what it's like to see a shit movie. Or not a shit movie. <laughs> an ungood movie. Because usually if I go to the movies, I've usually been very, like, done my research. And I'm like, all right, I know what to expect. Or at least I know what, like, for men, I was like, all right, it's going to be wild. But I like that because, you know, all we get these days are just, like, the same kind of movies, right? Bob's Burgers. I like the show. So, of course, I'm going to like it, right? Um, on the kind of three, I like Gerard Carmichael. I know it's going to be a small crime movie. Like, I know, you know, you sort of tap your yeah. expectations. And so for this, I was like, all right, just a simple, weird sci-fi movie. Let's see what, how it goes. And it just, like, did nothing for me. So, Crimes of the Future, Rotten Tomatoes, 78% on the tomato meter, a yeah, dude, 40% see... in the audience. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I was, I was like, am I, am I taking crazy pills? Like, what's going on? And I was like, am I, like, the, is this, like, the Emperor's Clothes situation where, like, every, all of the critics on Twitter are, like, just fawning over it because their other friends did it, and then luckily I saw somebody, one of somebody I trust on their po- on their podcast, they said that they didn't like it either, and they sort of how can I say it? like they they verbalized the sort of shortcomings that I had been feeling, but I didn't know quite a, how to put into words, and I was like, that's why, like that's of course yes, and so yeah, skip this one. It, it's, it's it sucks because no. like I, I mean like I don't know that I ever would have seen it, but I had heard some things about this one, and I was like. You know, this could be like this. This could be one I'd be interested in. You know what I mean? Like it, it sounds mm-hmm. enough out there that it's like you know what I mean. It'd be something that I, I'd consider. But it sucks to hear this. Like no, it's just not very good. Um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, especially because you know, I, and you know, people are always like I said. I'm I'm very forgiving of movies because I think I literally think that every movie is a minor miracle. The, mm-hmm. Like the, the putting the budget together, getting people to commit. Getting you, especially a, a movie as wacky as this, it's nothing short of like a triumph. Every movie, I think. But you know, sometimes they don't hit, and it sucks. But I, I, I don't, I don't regret paying for it because I think, I, I think the more wacky movies like this that exist, the better because right. it ex, you know expands how what people think. I don't want to go to a movie theater where all of them are like fucking Thor as much as I love Thor or Doctor Strange. Like, you know, you and I both liked it a lot, yeah. right? But if I'm movies like that, then I'm like, might as well not even go to the movies, right? So I'm glad that these movies exist like this, like men. Um, you know, just weird stuff that weirdos just go see, right? Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, Crimes of the Future. Unfortunately, not good, but I, I don't regret pain. I don't, don't regret it, right? Um... And then to uh, wrap up the what we've been watching, um, I also finished up the Flight Attendant season two. Okay. Um, and this one, I, it was good. Um, this is like I said when I had the realization last year. I don't know if you remember where I was like watching it, and I was like, "This isn't good. This is <laughs> junk food TV." This yeah. Is, this right? Do you remember? I was yeah. like, they did a car crash or a car somebody ran over, and I was like. I'm not watching Prestige TV. I'm watching a soap opera. Yeah. Oh my god! I for, here's the thing. I remember you saying that. I completely forgot it was because of how you said a 
like a car hitting a person was filmed. And now it's making me laugh hard again all over. Because you said it like showed it from like three angles. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, dude. And, and, and so then that's why going into this one, I was like, all right, so Barbara. Because it was very enjoyable, right? Like I, I was talking to a friend. I was telling them, you know, it's junk food. And he's like, well, well, hey, don't shit talk, you know, my show. I like it a lot. I'm like, I'm not shit talking. I love junk food. This is like the, the best junk food you can possibly imagine. It looks great. It's acted great. The plot moves. It's just not prestige right right and so um the second season is enjoyable enough the mystery's fine i i think that the story is the weakest part of the season um but i will say just like season one kaylee kyoko fucking like knocks it out of the park dude like she's here like acting her balls off so mm-hmm. season one had this thing where she hooked up with a guy and then he was murdered and the mystery of the season is who killed the guy and but during yeah. the season she would have these things where it would be like, you'd go in her head, it'd be like, whoosh, and she'd be like in the hotel room where she hooked up with a guy, and, and he the would guy be there would be too. But it, to her. Yes, yes, but it, it would be like her, right? Because, you know, it, it, she's like, who killed you? And he, she's like, and he's like, I don't know, I'm a figment of your imagination. I know everything you know. How am I supposed to know, right? Like that kind of stuff, right? right. Where it's her, but just like talking. And so then this season, they don't have the guy, but they have like different versions of her from different parts of her life. So like when she was depressed and then when she was a party girl and like the perfect idealized version of her and then teenage girl. And she plays most of them except the teenage girl. Mm-hmm. And she nails it, right? Because she's talking to herself, but kind of like how I was saying, you know, with Moon Knight where you're like, oh, damn, it's the same actor. Play. Of course. Like, wow, that's great acting. That's how it is again here where I'm like, damn, like. She's actually really good because I thought, you know, you sort your mind goes, two different people. But then you go, wait, yeah. no, same person, different shot, probably completely different day. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so she's killing it and she's like crying and she's an alcoholic. So she's like, you know, she's going through the tribulations of that and she's like emotional, but she's like charismatic and she like is funny and like, you know, revelatory pretty much performance again. And Sydney and I again were like, Fuck, fucking Big Bang Theory, man. Like, <laughs> robbed us of, like, 10 or 15 years of great Kelly Kyoko performances, although I'm sure her bank account is... Yeah, I was about to say, she's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give, she's like, I don't give a fuck. I got a million per episode or close to it. So, yeah, I don't think she cared. But now it's nice because, like, you know, and then when I talked about season one, you know, now she can do shit like this. Or, um, what's the show? Um, uh, Harley Quinn, where she voices Harley Quinn, and she's, like, actually genuinely voice acting. Um... So yeah, I mean yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. Um, you know, it's not Barry, it's not Maravie's Town, it's not even How to with John Wilson. It's just um, fatty, thick, the best version juicy, of days of our lives. Yeah, yeah, version of just like junk food TV. But my God, like you won't watch season two and be like, well, that was boring because it's it you're not at all. Um, so if you watch season one, give season two a chance. If you haven't watched season one or two, there's better shows out there. Um, but I think, you know, if you want something, I mean, there's murder and stuff, so it's not light. But it's something that, you know, you and your significant other can watch and be like, ooh, can, let's see if we can crack the mystery, right? Right. It's like, it's like Sherlock Holmes through the prism of, I don't know, like People Magazine, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. I get um, what you're saying. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's the Flight Attendant season two, and that's on HBO Max. All right. So, yeah. uh, and then, oh, uh, and then, you've... yeah, I was going to say, and then you and I are going to start Barry's season three soonish sometime. That's my next show, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would say we'll probably be talking about Barry either next episode or the episode after. 
Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna try and start it tomorrow. Yeah, maybe a couple episodes over the weekend, but uh, but yeah, we'll see it. But that that is definitely 100% my next show. You there? Yeah. Hello. Okay. Sorry. It was like started cutting out a little bit. Um. But yeah. So Barry season three. Um. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll definitely get on that soon. But yeah. to move from things we've been watching mm-hmm. to things we may look forward to watching, um, there have been some, uh, I don't know, rumors or info about new shows coming out um, yes. that are yeah. based on PlayStation game IPs. So, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first one we talk about is God of War on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. Mm-hmm. And let's see. I think... Boy, all right, so here's the thing. I'm naturally a little, like, eh about Amazon Prime just because, I, like, I know The Boys does super well, but, like, I really just feel like a lot of things go there to die. Um, like, smaller things, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But do you happen to know, I don't know if you would know at all, if there's any way you would know, Do you have you heard anything about where they're planning on starting? Like, is it going to start from the new God of War games, or is it going to start from the original God of War games? I would, I would, if I had to guess, I'd probably say the new one, just because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what people are like more familiar with. That familiar moment. with, or that that looks, you know, because I think if I think at this point, if people go, "Hey, what's God of War?" They'd be like, "Oh, that Nordic game." I, I, I like, I think that's how big of an impact that twenty eighteen one had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm, it depends how good it. I'm kind of like you, like, I'm a little skeptical because Amazon Prime is big, but then I know that they're giving, I know, you know, they got Daddy Bezos to to fund everything, and they're giving, like, a billion dollars to the Lord of the Rings show that's coming out in September. The other thing thing that I kind of struggle with, like, maybe... hmm. Maybe this thought is misplaced because I, for some reason, don't have it with the second one, and I don't know why. But like, part of me—it's probably just because I don't like the second game as much as I like the first one. But like, part of me is just like, I don't even know why we're remaking this. Like, like, or God of War, or, or yeah, like or... I don't know why we're making a show of God of War, like. We haven't even gotten the end of this, like, story. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I feel like if we're going to make a show about a game, it's usually after the game has, like, had its run, and then you decide, like, let's make a show. It's mm-hmm. very weird to me to make a show about a game when the game's not even, like, done. Do you get what I'm saying? Like... Like yeah, we're yeah. about to have God of War Ragnarok at some point, maybe end of this year or early next year. I can't remember what the release date was. But, like, I just don't know why we're making this show. Like, I guess it... I guess what I'm trying to... I think, if I'm really, like, thinking about it, the people interested in this show, like, the people that are going to hear God of War and be interested are going to be... The same people who probably already played the game, 
Like, I, I guess, like, I don't know what audience you're planning on hitting that doesn't already know this story for the game. And, like, I don't know how much I'm going to want to watch the show if I just played the game and I know the story. You get what I'm saying? Like, why? Yeah. I, am I, the actor's not going to be any better at being the character than the original character that I just saw do it. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know. Right, right. And, like, how close is it going to be to, like, the story that we know and how, like, like, it's going to be, like, the Halo show, which, you know, 10 years ago would have been the biggest thing on, biggest thing on TV, and then now it's kind of like, oh, yeah, there was a Halo show, wasn't there? Yeah, oh. I don't even know anything about what that show was about, what it turned into. Yeah. Like, I don't know shit right, about it. Right, right. And that one was on uh, Paramount, whatever, Paramount Plus or some shit. So, it, I, it, it, it's hard, right, because it... it it's hard to know how they are going to adapt this. And then the one we're going to talk about next, Horizon Zero Dawn on Netflix. Because if they don't give it the money and the big push, like HBO is giving the new Game of Thrones show, mm-hmm. or Amazon is going to give the Lord of the Rings show, it'll end up feeling like a CW show. And that right. line is very, very thin and very, very easy to cross over into. Um, and it's a problem that I think the, the show Obi-Wan is running into right now on Disney Plus, where I've been watching it, I'm, you know, I'm I think four episodes in. Um, but I feel I saw a tweet that perfectly encapsulated what I felt about it, which is they said I, they're like this show, this Obi Wan show is fine, but it either has to be way more expensive or way cheaper, because uh-huh. where it is right now in this in between land, it like doesn't feel fully small. fleshed. Feels like green, uh, green arrow. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, but even but like a more expensive green arrow. So it needs right. to be even more expensive. It needs to be like mo- every single episode has to look like a movie and like not set shit like in the desert. That's clearly southern Southern California. Or it has to go super cheap and say, look, we're a cheap show, and then look like CW and get that sort of like kitschy look to it, and just say fuck it. And yeah, you because know, people, people are into that, right? You know, people watch those CW mm-hmm. shows, even though they look like shit, like the Flash and stuff, right? Yeah. So I feel like that's the problem that something like this and Horizon Zero Dawn are going to run into at Netflix, which is you guys better give it the like your all, or it's going to just be like a shitty thing that a fans are going to want to watch. Like I didn't want to watch the Halo show, or it's not going to get you know your best friend's dad you know or uncle tom uncle timmy or or you know the, the your your friend at work who watches like two movies a year right like they're not going to get the lay person to watch it if it doesn't look interesting right and they're definitely not going to get the fans right and even on top of like like you said you're definitely not going to get the fans because again like not even enough time has passed so like the dark, the dark tower books had been out for a long time, and even though I heard that movie was going to be terrible, I still went and watched it, and it was terrible. But like, there's a certain appeal when, th- like, there's a sweet spot, right, where it's like if things are too old, then it just feels like outdated. But like, you do need like a little bit of nostalgia for something like that. I feel like, and and both of these are very new. You know what I'm saying? Like, like mm-hmm. God of War and Horizon have literally just come out with games and the thing is too and this is the difference between our third one which i think could be great um is that these are the whole point of these games is i guess not the whole point because they are fun to play it's not to say like 
you know, it, it's not like a Telltale game, like the Walking Dead ones where you just make choices and watch it happen. Like, but a major draw of these games is the story. So it's like, what are you giving me? Like, if I if you're trying to attract the God of War fan, what are you giving me that this game isn't? And I can't come up with anything. You know what I mean? Like, like unless, like you said, you are going to go out of control with this budget where I see... Bro, if I don't see a realistic-looking fucking robotic horse, like, I, I don't fucking want it. You know what I mean? Like, I want this shit to look like the most real any robotic animal has ever looked if, if Horizon's gonna be turned into a show. Like, if you give me some awful-looking CG garbage, I'm gonna be like, don't even get this shit out of my face. Like, Yeah, yeah. And the third... No. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's 100% it, right? Like, if they're gonna go for it, like, they're going to have to, like, go for it, right? And don't be like, oh, this is going to be part of our slate. Be like, no, this is the slate. Like, this, that, right. this is what Amazon's doing with Lord of the Rings. They're going to pull out literally all the stops here in a couple months. The show premieres in, I think, three months. And they've spent they've spent close to a billion dollars on, I think, like, seven or eight episodes. Mm. So, yeah. So, they're about to pull out the Blitz. So if the, But that's what... God of War is going to have to do, right? That's what right. Horizon Zero Dawn is going to have to do. Right? That's what Netflix is going to do. Even though Netflix just, like, they had that Cowboy Bebop show that was, like, super expensive. Mm-hmm. Just canceled it right away, right? They yeah. have a fucking, they have a movie coming out from the director of Top Gun Maverick. Literally the biggest movie in the, in the world right now. They have a movie with him starring Miles Teller and Chris Hemsworth coming out, I think, this Friday or next Friday. And I have heard... Nothing. I didn't. It. I didn't know that that thing existed. <laughs> exactly you. right. Yes, you have one of the biggest movie stars. Well, I mean, you know, well, you know, people like him as though I don't know if he's a movie star, but and then Miles Teller, who you know, people some people like, and he's, you know, he's in Top Gun, so people yeah. know him. And then it's from the director of Top Gun, right? Like you could be all Netflix has to do is be like, wow, congratulations to Top Gun director <laughs> John, uh, John Kaczynski, or uh, no, Joseph Kaczynski, <laughs> Joseph Kaczynski, good job. Anyway, his next, literally his next movie. Spiderhead premieres on our thing next Friday, and I have heard crickets because they are fucking terrible at promoting their stuff, and then they yeah. wonder why everybody's leaving their shit. It's funny they're so terrible that, promoting their stuff unless their stuff is fucking Stranger Things or Stranger Things, yes. And then they fucking spend thirty million dollars per person, which that that's the kind of money that Horizon Zero Dawn is going to have to take. Yeah, but unfortunately, they don't have. They're not going to have that sort of like capital you know, and you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, influence all the, that. Yeah, the the recognition. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't feel confident in those. The third movie is a possible Gran Turismo movie. And mm-hmm. that one, I feel like, could be incredible. Because, ultimately, I think with a Gran Turismo movie, first of all, there's, as far as I know, no story in Gran Turismo. In any of them. Not a single one. It's just a fucking racing game. So, if you're just telling me you're going to use the Gran Turismo name to put together a... You know, a fucking... What's the word I'm looking for here? I don't know that I'm looking for Fast and Furious. But, like, there should... Like, just an action series of, like, racing. First of all, it... it, Well, not first of all. But, like, this has to... Out of those three, easily the lowest budget needed. It's just cars. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but but I do think it also has to... I think it is the lowest budget one. But I I think to get people involved... The races and the, the the stuff has to be done either as cl- practically or as close to practically oh, as they can. For because sure, yeah, I agree. You know, but I, that, um, I guess what I'm saying is I feel like the the line or the bar 
from where like things start looking kind of shitty is a lot lower because again like you just you get the cars like you know what I mean like and then you just drive oh, the yeah. cars as opposed oh, yeah, to like, yeah. we I mean, have to recreate these giant metal animals and like make them look good yeah and yeah and, and you know they just have to have a good story and and good character and you can do anything you otherwise... want with it the only thing you need in this Gran Turismo movie is I'm guessing right you're going to need it to be it can't be F1 because it's not what it is but like it needs to be some sort of league or whatever yeah. you get what I'm saying like it not a yeah. um it's not just street racing you get what I'm saying like it's it's on courses there are races you know what I mean um, right, right. You just need that. You need cars. You need good action sequences, and like probably one charismatic guy, and you just make whatever fucking story you want. You know what I mean? It, yeah. At that point, it's any sports movie just turned into a a, a series. Um, yeah. And then you just have to like have it be good because you know, or else you right. end up like the fucking um, uh, Aaron Paul Need for Speed movie from a couple years ago. Yeah, and I did think about that, and ultimately, like. The thing is, is I feel like that had just as much opportunity for success also. The only difference with Need for Speed, I guess, realistically, is that, like, Need for Speed and Fast and Furious fill the same niche. And I think that's the one thing that Gran Turismo has going for it, which is that while it is, you know, racing, and it is probably going to be roughly an action thing, like, it doesn't feel like it's going to be trying to do the same thing unless they decide to go in that direction for no reason. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's need for speed. It's like, we're running from the cops and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, this is just fast and furious need for speed version. Whereas like Gran Turismo is kind of a whole different vibe. You know what I mean? And so I think they have a lot more leeway to make their own thing without it feeling like something else. Um, I feel like I'm most excited for this one just because I, I am most excited because I have less fear. I guess with this one, right? Like, if this one turns out to be bad, I'm not like, what the fuck? I'm just like, oh, well, like, it's it's not actually Gran Turismo. You know what I mean? Because Gran Turismo is mm-hmm. just racing. Whereas the other ones, if they do poorly, I'm like, Jesus, like, why did you even fucking touch this? Like, why didn't you just leave God of War and Horizon alone? You know what I mean? Right, right. So, uh... Well, hopefully, that's... you know, if they... Hopefully, like, like you know, if they land, they land... With a thud rather than with like a huh? Because if it's a hand, then it just kind of stays there. But if it's a thud, you can be like disowned, disowned. That part yeah. of my thing, right? Exactly. That's the thing. Like Halo, I think some people really liked it, and some people really didn't like it. So it just kind of ends up in this sort of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, it's right? kind of around still. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's that for PlayStation shows. Uh, mm-hmm. The last two things we want to touch on very briefly were both shown in the Sony State of Play. So we're staying in the uh, video game section. Um, mm-hmm. But the first one, and probably, before we get into it, the first one was that they revealed a Resident Evil 4 remake. Mm-hmm. Now, Mm-mm-mm. the thing the thing that's... Alright, so I had a friend post this, and he was like, he was very, like, almost against it. And he was just like... like I don't know why we're doing this. And the thing is, I I get 100% where he's coming from. Which is to say that, like, they remade Resident Evil 2 and they remade Resident Evil 3. And the thing mm-hmm. is that those original games were wildly different. And, like, they were pre-rendered camera angles. They had the tank controls. Like, their originals that they were mm-hmm. remaking were, like... 
relics, right? You know what I'm saying? Like they're not right, right. Like, functional like you said, the anymore. camera was wasn't it the camera was like in the corner of the room, right? Like the old right. Like so, movie. so the thing is, is there wasn't enough power in the PlayStation or whatever. So like instead of having an environment for the player to walk in, they would they'd lock the camera in one spot so they didn't have to animate anything or in terms of like the environment, and it would mm. just be a flat fucking picture and like if it was obviously it was done well enough because since they didn't have to move the camera like you could you know what i'm saying like you can make a drawing look realistic it's just once you have to start moving the drawing all the angles don't work but if you lock the camera in one spot you like when you see like the street artists doing like the giant hole in the sidewalk and then they turn the camera and it just looks stupid um you know, you don't have to worry about that if you just lock the camera in one spot. And so that's what they would do. They would basically draw the hallway and lock the camera mm. and be like, all right, well, now we don't need to worry about giving it actual dimension. And you just throw your little model on top and just have him walk where, you know, he really should be able to walk. And so it looked awful. It controlled awful. Um, mm -hmm. and, and you know, it, there's nothing like it. So I get why you make those remakes, right? Like, because the thing is, ultimately those games were still loved. Like people still love Resident Evil 2 for the story, for what it brought to the genre, you know, what it did. Same thing with Resident Evil 3. It's just like, now it's kind of tough to deal with because we've kind of moved mm -hmm. past a lot of these problems. Right, right, right. What I understand what he's saying is that like, I don't think you get any of that from remaking Resident Evil 4. Like, I think when you play Resident Evil 4, the remake it is just going to be, it's going to feel exactly like Resident Evil 4, the game. And the thing is, is like, that's fine, because Resident Evil 4 was fucking amazing. Yes. But, like, by that same token, I can get why someone would be like, why are we remaking this? Because the thing is, is that Resident Evil 4 came out for, I can't remember which one it came out. For GameCube. Yeah, for GameCube. Then they made a PlayStation 2 version that had, like, the Ada Wong files, which is just some extra little content. And then they made, like, they port, I think they ported it to the 360 in that generation. And then with the PS4, like, there was a version you could play on it. And you know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah. I mean, that's we've the one that remade this game. Yeah, and we've remade, we've remade this game or made it available to play anytime anybody's ever wanted to play it on any system. Why are we doing this again with a remake? But at yeah. the end of the day... They remade two, they remade three. They're not going to not remake the best one. <laughs> the best one, the biggest one, right? right. It, what is this? It reminds me of something like this where, oh my God, what was it? Where they remastered shit and they, they, and they caught up, they got up too quickly. Oh my God. I, like, I can feel the reference in my head. I just, I don't know what it is, but it's like, they were like, well, of course we're going to remake this one. You go, okay, that makes sense, right? Like you said, because the technology was old. Yeah. But then they caught up to one that was, like, super close. And it might have been, just, honestly, like, Modern Warfare, where they're like, well, we're going to re redo Modern Warfare 2, or, Modern, you know, yeah. uh, Modern Warfare 4, or Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, the old one. It's going to look nice. But then eventually you go, well, you're just remaining one that came out, like, three or four years ago, right? right. So, like, you run out of, time, of things. I agree. Um, just from the, from, the, uh, from the clips itself, I, I was hoping that they would keep, I, I don't know, that it would look more like the original in terms of lighting, and it's instead it looks like the ones now, right? Like these blue, dark, like the one that takes place in the house and in village, mm -hmm. where it's like just like 
it looks realistic, right? But in, I'm like, but no, but what I loved about 4 was that it had that orange, you know, some scenes had that, like, sort of yellow hue because they're, like, in this dead town. And then some of them had, like, the, the when you're in that church, it's, like, the crisp white church, right? Where I'm sure now it's going to be, like, a old rinky-dink, like, suit of covered-in-shadows church, right? Right. So there was, like, a distinction between, or, like, that, that, um, that lake where that monster tries to kill you. It's, like, this sort of, like, gray, ugly gray. Now it's probably going to be just, like, at night, right? Right. Which is, you know, it's freaky, but it's like, it's all going to look the same, right? It's going to be like, I want things to look different. Right. Right? But, but no, I I, I know what, uh, I, I, I'm half and half. I, I, I am very excited because I'm like, oh, I get to play this again, and it's going to look fucking awesome on mm. the PS5. It's going to be like, you know, fucking 40 frames. It's going to be sweet. You know, I'm going to be able to kill those giant trolls again. I'm going to be <laughs> hearing the same two lines in Spanish a thousand times. <laughs> um, uh, oh, dude, if I had to hear, Matelo, Matelo, again, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so hold on. What does that actually mean in Spanish? It was like, kill him. It's like, kill him. And then there was like, uh, what else did they say? It's like the 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 intruder, the intruder, intruder. Oh my god! You know what my favorite part of this is? Is that something I never realized? It probably would have never realized. The thing is, is that like because it's a foreign language, even though it's the same word, it doesn't register as being repetitive because I don't even know what it means. It would be like if like a Japanese person was playing like a dubbed game, mm-hmm. and the only two lines are just like. Get him! Like, <laughs> and so, like, the whole time the Japanese plays, there's just some dude in the background that's like, get him! Get him! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's dead! Oh, yeah, yeah. He- get him! I got it, low. I got it, low. And so he's like, oh my god. <laughs> what is he called? Cool, this. Yeah, Matalo. Muere. It's like, it's like, oh my god! Oh shit! I didn't even think anyway. about the fact that, that like you would register that. It's just like regular speech that's just awful. <laughs> like this is just regular yeah. shitty dialogue at this point for me. They're just repeating it slowly, husking toward me with their pitchforks. Yeah, just like I get it. Just fucking firing on them with a pistol. Just please, just taking out your rage. Yeah. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> And, and so I mean I, so that's why I'm not but I am excited to like I said like play it with controls in a camera that's 2022 or I guess 2023 see, right I don't because, know that like, they're going to change that I think you may have going to keep the same old camera I think so because I mean, that that's that is so integral to that game and I don't know that the Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 better or worse. Resident Evil 2 yeah. and Resident Evil 3 I think went to that camera and that, like, the remakes, I think, are that same camera and control. I don't think there's anything wrong with those cameras and controls, personally. Um, I think that's, like, st- that's one of the things that still holds up for me uh, more than anything else. I don't know that you're going to get anything different with camera and controls on that one. Yeah. And, I mean, and like I said, you know, when we when I played it, you know, we were doing the podcast when I played it, like, I, I found it at first very difficult to get used to, but then by, like, Hour five or six, I was on board. Like, I and then the rest of the game, I, I didn't have any issue, right? I was never like, oh my god, like I died. The troll killed me because of the camera. Like, whenever right. I died, it wasn't because of the camera because I'd gotten used to it and, it, and I, I sort of had learned how to move with it and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, also, I could be wrong about the remakes because I haven't played them myself. I've just, I feel like I've seen 
a section, and I assumed it was kind of similar. The thing is, is that, like, realistically, for a game like that, like a game that is a horror survival type game, mm-hmm. it's not like you can be out here just, like, dodge rolling around like Gears of War. <laughs> like, right, like, right. man, you, like, shoot him, backflip, like, man. Like, yeah. I know, I know Leon, like, the whole joke is that Leon just, like, karate kicks the shit out of yes, everybody. Yes, he suplexes <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah, but still, like... We have to put a limit on how, like the survivability for this to work, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Can't be out here like Kratos, fucking like sprinting, rolling backwards. <laughs> yeah, I do want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see some actual gameplay because this was yeah. all very like moody. It's like you know, uh, him in the car. Like they said, some of it was gameplay, but I was like, none of this looks like captured actual gameplay, right? It all right. looks just like, you know, like a sizzle reel. Mm-hmm. So. That was one of the things shown at Gator Play. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing I would like to say is I am also very excited for it because I played it on the GameCube and I have, like, despite loving it, I've never gone back and played it again. Ooh. So I don't have the same fatigue. Like, my friend did, right? My friend did play it again and then did play it again. And so now he's just like, why are we doing this? Like, <laughs> yeah. But for me, having never touched it again, I'm like, this is the time. It'll be interesting, yeah, because, you know, I just played it last year for the first time ever. Um, So it'll be interesting to see, like, maybe something that you remember being very different or very similar. I'd be like, no, dude, that's not how it was. Like, wow, like, I I didn't realize that you didn't, you know, just like, basically the the difference in ages um, in uh, playing it for the first time. Right, yeah. I'm definitely, like I said, I'm excited for it, but I do understand why other people would be like, why are we doing this? Um... But again, even to those people, I'd just be like, you knew this was coming. And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you knew they had to do this. Um, so that was that. The other thing that happened in the state of play that I'll keep short because this is really just for me um, is they revealed uh, Street Fighter Six, And so, um, for people not in the, like, you know, know or don't really pay attention, Street Fighter games are much like Gran Turismo games. Or, hmm, trying to come up with another good example, but there's not many things like this. Uh, Destiny is another good example, which is that um, they come out once every, like, seven or eight years. And the thing is, is that they are getting constant support for those seven years. Like, they they Mm -hmm. are put out... Mm -hmm. Hold on, let's see. I've got my computer right here. Street Fighter... Mm-hmm. Street Fighter V was first released in 2016, which would make it six years old. Um, and by the time Street Fighter VI comes out, which is registered or uh, assumed early 2023, this would make it seven. So there's one of these like every seven years. And I mean, they literally just came out with the final update of Street Fighter V like maybe a month or two ago. And they were like, we're done. We're not touching it. Because there's a whole fucking industry that is like competitive fighting games. Like there's Evo, which is a giant event. There's like, there's all these big tournaments and events that are worldwide events, right? Like you're getting, it's not like a tournament in your hometown. It's like, Dudes from Japan, dudes from Korea, dudes from Brazil, dudes from U.S. Like, they're all coming to Evo to see who is the best at the all these fighting games, right? So, you can't do the Call of Duty thing where you fucking make a new one every year because then nobody has the time to get good at it. You're, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of back and forth play to come up with a meta. Overwatch is a perfect example, 
right? They came out with one Overwatch and they just kept it fucking going because, like, you know, they make balance changes because they realize certain things don't work right. And there's yeah. a constantly evolving, like, what works in this game. So Street great, Fighter Five yeah. works much the same way. So Street Fighter Six, uh, a trailer came out and some other information came out. And the thing is, is it looks fucking incredible. Um, my the thing that I'm the the most excited for is that Street Fighter Five came out, and the number one complaint about it was that there's like this super shitty like half-assed version of a story mode. And it's no fucking good. Like, it would have been perfectly fine if it was in addition to an actual story. Because it's basically choose a character, do three fights with them, get like a nice little like bit of story or information about this character. They finally, like, after like a year or two had passed, came out with like an actual story story. Uh-huh. Um, but ultimately, like, when Street Fighter Five came out, this, the fan base was extremely split because the roster seemed kind of small. Mm-hmm. Uh, there weren't a lot of game modes. There was stuff missing. And it just felt like a half of a game was released. And the thing is, it got better with time because over seven years, you just keep adding shit into it. You know what I mean? Now you look at it and you're like, wow, there's so much to do. But this seems like they learned from Street Fighter Five being received the way it was. And they went all out. So it looks like... There is a story mode. It looks Ooh. like there is a world... They. It looks like it seems... Alright, story mode and world tour may be the same thing. It's hard to say. So, there. there's a mode where you are like... It looks like a nameless fighter right now. I don't know. It could be a specific person and they just... Because it's early footage that's almost a year before the game comes out. They're not showing a whole lot. But you're just like running around as a dude in like a 3D city. And like... You get in regular Street Fighter fights, but you explore it like an RPG. And that's like... uh, There's an old game, Mortal Kombat Deception. And the thing about the story in Mortal Kombat Deception is Uh that the conquest mode in that game was like literally the best thing I've ever played in a fighting game ever. Like, anybody I've ever talked to, that game is dog shit. Deception, the actual (laughs) fighting is terrible. But Uh everyone I know... That plays that game loves it because all they can think about is all the time they spent. Because you play as a character that never existed before, Shujinko. He's like a new character, never was a thing, uh-huh. and they created this like long sprawling story of all the lore and all of Mortal Kombat, where you as Shujinko like run into Sub Zero, you run into this person, you, uh-huh. you you fix their conflicts, and then you realize that leads you here and. It was just incredible. It was like the most fun thing. It was so immersive. It looks like Street Fighter has tried to do something like that with this World Tour mode, which is super nice. Um, I don't know that it would be that expansive, just because, like, I think, as we've said before, like, games now come out with no story all the time. So Right, right. Yeah, they just go, all right, have fun. Yeah, so I don't think, I don't think it'll be the same, because, like, back then, stories were expected and they went all out. Right now, if they go all out and the baseline is nothing, then, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're probably I mean, going to get what I said with, um, with Titanfall, where I was like, right. my goodness, what, is, what a story. <laughs> it was five and a half hours, but my God. Right? And whereas right. before, if it was, like I said, you know, 10 years ago, I've been like, or even you know, 10 or 15, I would have been like, these motherfuckers <laughs> ripped me off. They fucking stole my $60. Like, I can't believe it. 
six, even if it was ten hours back then, if it was like ten hour uh, campaign, are you kidding me? Right. So they did that. Um, and the thing is, is like one of the biggest barriers to fighting games is always like, you know, you just fuck people that button mash have a hard time, right? That's like I yeah. assume like they have added uh, simple controls to this game, which are like like dumbed down controls. They're very simple. You can still do cool stuff. I think between the clear emphasis on single player uh, content and, you know, offering things like these simplified controls. Also, the aesthetic is such, like, it's like a breath of fresh air compared to, like, what a lot of stuff's going on, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm hoping that with these things, it draws a lot more people into the game. And even if they never decide... Like, you know, maybe out of every ten people you bring into this game, only one will decide to, like, be one of the people that wants to play it and get better at it for the whole seven years it's out. Mm. But if you bring it, like, you can only get that one person by bringing in the ten, so you need to bring in more. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, you need to bring in a hundred just to get those ten, because if not, you're only going to get the same guys you had for the last one. So I'm hoping that even if, like I said, one out of ten people is all you get to, like, play this game more you know uh like actually stick with it for what the game is actually kind of intended and designed for um i hope that this accessibility will allow more people to get into what i in my opinion is the best fighting game franchise um to exist and you know yeah i'm just really excited um... like uh, street fighter 5 like i can tell you i can tell sean i can tell whoever i can be like yo please get street fighter 5 but for a lot of people they're just going to be like i don't do fighting games you know what i mean like it's just not a thing but i'm hoping these accessibility options and content to do even if you don't like playing online i'm hoping that it makes it easier for me to be like you need to play this because world tour is fun and this is fun and it's easy to get into and i can get more people to play you know what i mean yeah, no, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think that might be me, because, like like you said, I don't think I've ever been a big fighting game person, but if there's things that go, wait, it's this, and there's more, then I'd be like, okay, I'll give it a chance, um, definitely. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm super excited, um, they leaked, uh, they, be- <laughs> another thing that happened is that, um, I, I watched, like, a popular fighting game guy kind of talk about it, which is that, um, when Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite came out, which is, like, the most recent Marvel vs. Capcom game, um, they announced, and within, like, I feel like a month or two, uh, a leak happened, and, like, the whole roster was revealed. And he was saying that was devastating for Marvel vs. Capcom, because with fighting games, your only real media marketing options from the moment you reveal the game to the moment it comes out is showing off new stuff. And what do you right. have the most new things of? Characters. So, like, it was devastating for Marvel vs. Capcom because now their marketing's gone. Um, mm-hmm. On top of that, it was awful because people were not happy with the list. <laughs> like, people were like, ooh, this is bad. And then a lot of people, when the reveal happened, they were like, this game visually looks awful. Like, it just does not look good. So you had a list nobody was happy with, and, like, it... The game was dead on arrival. And the thing is, like, a lot of those things that people bitched about were bad. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like they just piled on. Like, it, it turned out to be a pretty bad game. So, Street Fighter Six's like, full roster was leaked. 
And again, it fucks up your whole marketing. But the thing is, people fucking loved it. Like, Street Fighter V's roster got leaked a little early, and people were like, ooh, I don't know about this. It seems small. It seems like there's not enough characters. Not enough popular characters came back. The new ones we added seem weird. This one, like, mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh my god, this looks like the best shit ever. <laughs> like, like new people, people that have been playing Street Fighter forever were all like, they nailed it. So, again, with all this positive kind of, like, ball rolling, uh, like, I, I just am really excited for hopefully more people to get involved. So, I will tell everyone here, go watch, like, any of the trailers for Street Fighter Six. There's, like, two different trailers that have come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it looks incredible. So nice, that's nice. that's what I'm leaving uh, yeah. <laughs> that topic with. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely yeah I'll I'll check it out and and then when it comes out you know you can let me know hey like this is actually it's, it's the real deal. Yeah, you know, yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's Street Fighter Six. Uh, Sony State of Play they had a couple big things to show, so we touched on that. Um, that's the episode for this week. Yep. Uh, yep. As as usual, uh, you can catch me at T Money Bags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercastro92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us directly, differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you guys next week. Later. Peace.